Welcome to Build Your Tribe with your host, Shalene Johnson. Hi, I'm Shalene Johnson. I'm sitting here with my husband, Brett Johnson. And I asked Brett to be here tonight because uh, together we have built and sold and um, and created created and products and clothing lines and just all kinds of stuff. Yeah, some that didn't work out so well, some that worked out really well. And tonight we wanted to talk to you about um, how to decide what type of a product or if in fact you should develop a product and and some of our opinions and and our experiences based on the businesses that we've developed and lifestyle. So we're, we're going to share our opinions and we're going to share our own experiences, but we do also want you to know that it is it's up to the individual, you know? Your definition of success is different from ours. What you would find stressful, we wouldn't find stressful. What you wouldn't find stressful, we might find stressful. So we're gonna we're gonna cover all of that. And to be honest, it's just advice. Yeah. It's not like it's, you know, it's right. just best practices for us. Yes, absolutely. And I always wish that there was somebody I could ask these questions to that would like give me their honest answer. And I have a few people who I feel that way. They, they give me an honest answer. But there's also a lot of people who... Just going to tell you, like, kind of kind of reconfirm what you're saying and not give you, like, make you think about it. Or but how about all the people with, like, they don't have, they won't share any of the negative. Like, they don't tell you about oh, their yeah. failures. I'm like, I kind of, I kind of don't buy this unless I know some of your failures, too, because it's just not possible, right? Yeah. And all the different businesses that we've created, we've often tried to talk to people who've done it. Although we've gotten some great advice, I also know that there's been plenty of instances where later the person goes, yeah, 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 I know. I, I We should have probably warned you about that. It's like, how could you not? Like, And I don't think it's discouraging if somebody gives you the pros and the cons. I'm not discouraged if someone says, you know, here are some of the negatives you want to consider. I, I think that's for you to evaluate. Anyone who knows anything about marriage will tell you it's not all you know, perfect every day. Your marriage is going to go through highs and lows. And the same is true about your businesses. And and I think people who try to um, paint a picture about any kind of business that it's, you know, really easy, or it's always going to be like up, 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 up is not giving you the true answer. So, you know where I think we might want to start? Where? Just kind of that human nature, that like ego thing that says, you want to walk into a store and you want to you want to see your thing on the shelf. Oh, you want to talk about the about the book idea? Not yet, but I watched a Facebook video of somebody who's in my industry walking into Target with a camera and all excited because they're like, "You guys, you guys, my video's on the shelf!" And they're like, what? and they're like so crazy excited and. I, I know <laughs> the margins on that. I know what went into it. I know the costs. I know the headache. I know the hassles. I know the returns. And and I know that that might looked that might have looked like really exciting and really like glamorous. But I also know that that person wasn't going to make any money on it. In fact, it was probably a losing proposition. But my point is, you still feel like we assume that person's rich. <gasps> They have their yeah. book on a shelf. They have their product here or there or there. Their products in 5,000 stores. They must be rich. Yeah. They must have it all. Yeah. They must have, you know, that. that's what we define success as. Just because you are seen, even known, doesn't mean you're making a bunch of money. Right. I mean, there's so many people who are on the covers of magazines and they're trying to get on the cover of Oxygen. They're trying to get on the cover of Shape Magazine and they're trying to become a fitness model. I'm like, for what? Yeah. 
to be broke and to have people tell you we've selected you or we have not selected you based on your physique. You have just been dismissed. You have just been rejected. Like what? Why? That's the, I can't think of anything worse. But people associate that with success, right? And they associate, like if you're on TV, you must you must be rich. And if you have a book, and it's, you know, just the truth. Like if I want to impress someone that I've just met and they say, what do you do? I don't tell them that I create online academies, even though it affords us this lifestyle, even though it's made us millions of dollars, even though it's helped hundreds of thousands of people. I, I don't tell people that's what I do because because they don't know, it's hard to explain, right? And and because it doesn't have the same reputation, it doesn't have the same power, it doesn't have the same effect on people as saying, uh, I'm a New York Times bestselling author, or I do infomercials. Like you say those things, I say those things, and I'm just you know being honest about this. I will say those things because I know the average person thinks that is a big deal. When it really... I mean, it is a big deal, but it's it's not, in my mind, as big of a deal. It's not as important. It's not as significant. And it's certainly not as, or as financially rewarding as what I do now, but it's perception. So a lot of times I'll say, oh, I'm an author, even though the book ended up costing us money. I, I have friends who've made way, way, way more money on their self-published books. So we want to start off by saying that, first of all, you have to understand how much of your ego is involved in, quote unquote, a product. And you have to do your research first. People have been begging Brett to create a book ever since he started doing cooking shows on Periscope. And so Brett has decided that he's going to do a um, uh, cooking book. And we were just having this discussion like about a, mm, like a week ago, 10 days ago. Yeah. And we were discussing like, you know, we don't do anything like just jump in, just dive in. We always evaluate it, have a meeting about it and talk about it. And I remember I was like, um, Kevin and Chalene were like, so do you wanna do like a physical book or do you wanna do an ebook or do you wanna self-publish or do you wanna, what do you wanna do? Should we go get you a book deal? My only response was one thing. I want a book, I want a hard book. I want a book that I can go, this is, this is my book. Look, there's a picture of me on it and it's my, whatever the title is, and I want this book. But that was because of like my, my ego. Like I wanted to like say like, okay, I created this book. But then we started talking about it and I remember what we went through with like push and what we went through with when we got a, a, a great deal. We flew to New York and we got a, a, a publishing deal with Rodell and but then once you sign a publishing deal, you are now working for them. Mm-hmm. We kind of just talked about it a little bit. I came to the realization was like, it doesn't matter that I have a physical book. You know what I can do? Here's what I can do, people. I can create an ebook. I can deliver it a lot cheaper so more people can afford it. I can make it cool. I can make it my very own. I'm going to have some cool features that nobody has ever done on ebook. We'll sell the crap out of it and people will be happy because they're not have to get, you know, spend $19 for a cookbook. Once I'm selling that ebook, I'm just going to go print myself a copy and make myself a cool cover and I'll have one book. There'll be one copy, right? The ebook is going to be for everybody and there's going to be one hard copy and I'm going to sign it. It'll be for me. <laughs> I love it. 
So the question you have to ask yourself is what is your goal? Because if your goal is to feel like you're important and you're worthy, I promise you, you will never feel fulfilled. Being chosen, being first, being the biggest, being the best, none of that is ever going to make you feel worthy. No amount of stuff, no amount of money, no ranking, none of that's going to make you feel worthy. It just won't. But a lot of people chase that and they chase it and they, you're just trying to ruin my podcast, cracking, someone's going to think you're drinking a beer. I'm drinking Perrier. Drinking Perrier. Perrier. I'm thirsty. I just... Jeez, amateur hour over here. Just kidding. Um, what was I saying though? Oh. How people, the word worthy. Yeah. No amount of money, no particular accolade. Um, you know, becoming number one, how long does that last? That worthiness lasts until you're number five, right? Because you can't hang on to number one forever, Justin Bieber. I mean, you just can't. Eventually, you have to slide back down. Then how worthy do you feel? So you have to really ask yourself, what is my goal? And for us, our goal is always happiness, mm-hmm. to be stress-free. And our definition of success is to have the resources that we need to take care of people we want to take care of and to make choices, to make the choices that we feel are right for us. And we say resources. I just recently heard an interview with um, Seth Godin and he, and he made a really good point about resources versus money. And he said, you know, money's one thing, but if you have resources, that means you, you have people, you have people that, because you've been so generous that you can call upon just about anyone and they'll do things for you in the middle of the night. Like that's resources, right? And so um, for us, it's about it's about having those resources and being able to make choices. It's not about being on anyone else's schedule. It is, uh, and yes, it is about money because it, sometimes it require, requires yeah. money to do those things. Mm-hmm. And it's not about accolades and it's not about being number one. It's not about being chosen. I don't need you to choose me. I don't need company A to choose me. I don't need to be selected because, you know, I've already been chosen by God. You know, we've already been chosen by each other. We don't need, you know, some part of society to tell us that we're good enough. So, you know, you just have to ask yourself, like, why do I want this? Why is this important to me? I'm over... The fact that I need a hard copy for my book. I want to serve as many people as I can. I will be a oh. bestseller on it. Are you kidding me? This this cookbook will be unbelievable. I'm even giving you the date tonight. It's coming out. We're going to do it the week of Valentine's Day. The yeah. week of Valentine's Day. You know what's Day. cool about that is that we're... He can say February 14th and he doesn't have to check with the publisher. And if for some reason something comes up, like let's say there's like a family emergency and we can't produce it on release on February 14th, so what? Yeah. We shift the date. You can't do that stuff when you're answering to someone else. And here's you know the saying? deal why we're doing it on, here, here's why I want to do it on um, the week of. Because I want you to get this ebook and I'm going to make it so simple and you can make your Valentine dinner that weekend. That's huge. It's pretty cool. Um, Brett and I in 2011, was it 2011? Yes. In 2011. It was our last full year of our running our company. So we spent more than a decade creating a business that we thought would make us happy and that would make us feel like we were valuable and important and successful. And we created a clothing line and exercise DVDs, books, training materials, certifications, manuals, manuals. I mean, you name it. And we had at one point over 73 employees and consultants working for us. 
we had warehouses and storage and people and headaches and nightmare. And we had a lot of notoriety and, you know, we had like, like, wow, those that you created that, that's your apparel line. Like you made those clothes. Yeah. Oh, that's your DVDs. That's your, like all the, you know, the things like they were, but what we wanted to tell you is that we, they were all physical products and we're not going to dissuade you from, from creating a physical product, but we want to share with you some stats. We now have seven employees. What do you think is more stressful? 73 or seven? Yes. 73 employees is far more stressful. Seven employees is beautiful. It's awesome. So when we had 73 employees our, and consultants, they weren't all full-time employees. Some of them were part-time as well. Our payroll then was... 650. That year we spent $650,000 on um, pay. Now, some people were just... Those individuals, some of them were part-time, some of them were consultants. Now, get this... We spend 780K on just seven people. So you'd be thinking to yourself, wow, so you're, you must have been much more profitable when you had a physical business. No, we had to pay people peanuts because we were working on such incredibly small margins. margins. And the stress level was enough to make you want to invest in Botox. Let me just tell you, like the stress is unheard of when you have 73 people who all expect and rightfully so that you know what's going on in their lives at any given moment and that you don't forget that it's their birthday and that you you know think about them each and every day like 73 it's a lot so now what i wanted to start with is that we're able to pay people what they're worth and we're able to recruit the very best people and feel really, really good about it. In our final year, when we had a business that had physical products, guys, we would make approximately 50 cents on each dollar. So if we invested a dollar, we could expect to make about 50, 50 cents, cents back. back. So $1 spend, make 50 cents. Profit 50 cents, right? Profit so, 50 cents. So you make $1.50, profit 50 cents. Yep. Let's go over some of our expenses when we had physical products. Oh, geez. Postage and printing. Postage and printing. You ready for this one? Mm-hmm. $202,000 on postage and printing. Write this down. Postage and printing. That's like stamps. Yeah, see, people, they want a t-shirt company and they want to start gotta this. You got to mail that stuff out. You got to mail that stuff out. You yeah. got to ship it to you. It's got to come over on a boat. It's got to be stored somewhere. It's got to be shipped. And people never factor in that cost yes yeah. yes okay so what do we pay for um storage and warehouse in just one year almost forty thousand dollars just on storage and warehouse that's space. not our that's that's forty thousand extra because we had a physical location that our employees were all in but the warehouse and then extra storage just to like have all the extra dvds and the extra clothing and the extra this all forty thousand dollars extra do you know how much we spent on postage this year just we, we, we sent a couple letters, you know. A couple thank you to, cards. Yeah, 32 cents. Warehouse space this year, zero. Uh, our warehouse and shipping staff alone that last year was 120K. So those are all the people that had to manage all the stuff that was going in and out and coming and going and 
organizing it and detailing it and like everybody wants their t-shirts and they want their you know their their gadgets and they're thinking about and you know this thing that they invented and they they're, but they're forgetting about trademarks and patents and shipping and returns and storage and insurance and product liability organization used to take when we used to get boxes inventory, in, inventory was ridiculous not trying to discourage you but we've been there we've done that and we never want to go there again let, let us get right to the meat of the matter and tell you this. With the business that we have now, our primary expense or, is, is our, our people. Our people. And that's where it should be. And we can pay them a lot more. We get to pay them a lot more. We get to have a lot more fun with them. And now our business, for every dollar that we spend, makes $5 for us. That's a 900% increase. Yeah. Spend, 50, spend a dollar with the product company and made 50 cents. Now, if we spend a dollar, we make $5 for every dollar we spend. We are certainly much more financially, much more successful today than when we had <clears throat> 73 employees and a nightmare worth of stress and overhead. And you're constantly worrying about products coming in and products turning out right and production and development and shipping and returns. And, and, and now we have none of that. And we're making nearly 900% more on our money. And our biggest expense is our most valuable asset, which is people. people. And that's fun. Yep. That is really fun. Let's give you some of the other expenses. So in our last year, we spent almost $400,000 just on the cost of goods, on apparel and DVDs, et cetera. No, no DVDs. Just, oh, that was, that just was clothing only. Four hundred oh. grand on uh, wow. $400,000. And that was our cost. I mean, th that was our cost. And, and what happens when the apparel comes back and there's an issue with it? You eat it. There are third world countries all over the world that are wearing um, hip hop pants <laughs> <laughs> that didn't come out to specification and yes. we couldn't sell them. Yeah. So you eat them. it. Yeah. Them. You eat it. Yeah. You know, so can you walk into a store and, and see my products? Is my name on, you know, the <clears throat> butt of your jazz pants anymore? No. And I'm okay with that. I do not. Like when people are like, oh, you should do this. You should. Do I'm like, oh, hell no. No, 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 no. I know what I want now. This whole discussion kind of stemmed from me wanting this book. Mm -hmm. I quickly went back and pulled our 2011 powder blue profit and loss for the year and started looking at all these things to remind myself mm -hmm. of what a physical product does to the stress level mm -hmm. and what you have to do. And it just... It's not worth it. I wish I would have known. I wish someone would have said, why do you want to do that? I wish someone would have said to me, how do you think that's going to make you feel? And I wish someone would have explained that it wouldn't make us feel more important. It would make us feel overwhelmed. It would make us feel, it may, would make, I wish someone would have explained what it really felt like. I wish someone would have told me like, you're not going to feel important. You're going to feel overwhelmed. You're not going to be able to take care of the people you want to take care of. I wish someone would have told me that, what it would really feel like, you know, I, you just look at and you're like, wow, I want that. And, and, and unless you ask the questions and unless someone's willing to tell you what really goes into it, you can't decide for yourself if that's what you want. Now, if I was single and I didn't have kids and I didn't have a husband, I'm a workaholic. So maybe I'd feel differently, right? Like maybe, 
maybe that would have been okay. I don't know, but it's not now because my family is more important and peace of mind and, and actually being able to shut off, those those are true and legitimate goals. And so I I wish someone would have told me, and, and no, you don't have to go through those things, but you do have to do your research and you do have to know what you're getting into before you get into it, number one. You got to reverse engineer these things. When you've got great ideas, you guys, take out a pen and a piece of paper and research, 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 research until every single possible question has been answered, every stone has been turned, and you've looked at the negative with an open eye, not with blinders on, not with rose-colored glasses, but you've really listened when someone said, yeah, but you know what? You're not going to be able to relax on Christmas Eve. And you know what? You'll never really take a day off. When we, when you're buying $400,000 worth of clothes, you're not buying them down the street. Everything was made in China. Mm-hmm. And like we had to wait for it to come over on, on you know, boats. And like it literally like we get stuck in customs and you got to deal with customs. And then what happens if you, it's just, it's a, it's a nightmare. And I don't want to discourage anyone who has an invention or a really phenomenal idea, something that you know is revolutionary. I just want you to know that I believe you should build businesses to exit out of them. You have to build them with the end in mind. And we may have a company at some point down the road that involves physical products, but we'll do it in a much different way. We'll invest in companies that have physical products. We won't run another company company that has has physical products products ever again. And, but that's not to say that you shouldn't be, you know, pursuing this incredible idea that you have, but just understand why you're doing it and understand that if it's to make you feel important to walk into a store and see your name on something, it won't make you feel, it won't make you feel any more important. It really, truly will not. No. Got to know why you want to do it. So we just want to take this opportunity to thank everybody for um, listening and for spending this time with Brett and myself. And we also would like to invite you to a free webinar, Uh, depending upon when you're listening to this podcast episode, you can go to getavirtualbiz.com. There, Brett and I would like to share with you the steps it requires to set up a virtual business. Now, just to be clear, this is not a webinar about attracting customers or social media marketing or any of those things. It's the answers to the questions that we had when we were trying to transition away from a business that was a physical business, that had a location, that had products, that had lots and lots of people and lots of things. And because we didn't know anything really about setting up a virtual business, we just didn't know anything about what it would require to set up a virtual business. And we would like to share our answers with you. So we invite you to join us on that free webinar. Again, it is getavirtualbiz.com. And we hope that you will join us there. We would love to have you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Build Your Tribe. As always, my goal is to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun, and then be done. Mr. Johnson is hungry, so we are done, y'all.